Welcome to the Live 1002 podcast, where simple actions are multiplied into extraordinary impact around the world when we live Luke 10, verse 2. Joining us today from the Midwest is Feeney, who hosts the On the Road podcast, and on the East Coast, Roger, who hosts the Mission of God podcast, as we have a conversation together on what God is doing and hear a little more of the story behind this Live 1002 podcast. I'm actually right at about a year that I've been doing the On the Road podcast, which has been pretty hilarious that anybody's listened to it sometimes, I think. Uh, it's been really great to, to jump in. And I know at the very beginning, I just had a few people, uh, people like Steve Addison actually like wanted to, to be interviewed or at least allowed me to do that. And that was a huge blessing. So I heard about you guys, Roger and Mary, um, both in different ways, starting your own podcast. So I just wanted to hear about those and have other people know about them as, as good resources. So just the first question would be, I'd love to hear, just intro yourself, but and specifically, what's your podcast and what's it about? Roger, if you want to start us off, just tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yes. Okay. I am Roger. So basically, back a few years ago, I just, as I was trying to make disciples, start churches that multiply with the team in, in Houston, I just started doing research kind of in my free time, like data compilation, like looking for fruitful trends, like, oh, this is what's working, this was not. And um, started trying to communicate that back. And I was like, hey, guys, this is really important stuff like that God's doing. We should learn from this. And people were not that interested. So I was like, well, whatever, I'll just keep on doing it. And eventually people were like, oh, actually, this is helpful to like know these things. And even like writing up some case studies on like historical movements and posting that on No Place Left Facebook page. And people were like, oh, this is really cool. Like, Roger. And I was like, oh, it seems like people are interested in actually like having this info of like the research that I'm doing. But I didn't really think much of it, but I was helping out uh, uh, in California with the No Place Left Coalition out there, was helping them with some research things. They just had, they literally just asked me, they're like, come and just research. And I was like, what what do you mean by that? They were like, I don't know. You just do what you do. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So basically meant going around and interviewing a ton of people. Uh, Mary joined me for that. But one with Puck, Troy, and Rick, it took like two hours of them explaining the story of California. At the very end of it, uh, Rick was like, hey, Roger, have you ever thought to do a podcast? And I was like, uh, no, that <laughs> never crossed my mind. Um, but basically, I was pretty uncomfortable with it. Like, I don't like social media. I don't like selfies. I don't like promoting myself. So I was like, a ah, podcast kind of feels weird. Even like when I would send out stuff to the No Place Left Facebook page, usually it was like I would spend a week or two just like mulling it over and like, is this promoting myself instead of Jesus? Because that wouldn't be cool. Um, but I kind of prayed about it a lot and talked to some more people and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I should make a pod. Basically like do the research I'm doing, interviewing all these movement leaders or people who are trying to multiply. I don't know if you call them movement leaders, but trying to multiply at least like I'm getting all this great information, but maybe everyone else would like it too. So basically I just was like, I'll start hitting the record button whenever I interview people on what they're doing. And I like to learn from it. So maybe other people would too, and it would help people multiply better. So that's how the podcast got started. Basically, it started like six months after Rick gave that suggestion because I was hemming and hawing about it so much. It's called the Mission of God podcast because I like to be a very direct and blunt person. And so I felt like it was the most direct podcast title I could think of. So the Mission of God podcast. Nobody had taken it. 
So I have not known you to beat around the bush in the short amount of time we've known each other. So yeah. that is perfect. Mary, just tell us a little bit about, um, same thing, a little bit of the backstory and just what your podcast is, what it's about. Yeah, my name's Mary and I'm out here in Los Angeles. Have just seen God do an incredible work in the harvest. And there's a lot of conversation around Luke 10, verse 2. Let's pray for more laborers. And what I've really experienced in being a part of trainings and working with people I often ask the question, did Jesus say that the harvest is few, but the laborers are plenty? You know, it's always a resounding, no, it's the other way around. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few and the call to prayer. But I've just witnessed over and over that when we truly believe that the harvest is plentiful in our lives, it changes everything. For example, if I think my neighborhood, there's no one that's going to respond to Jesus, I'm going to be a lot more reluctant and slower to engage my neighborhood But if I believe the harvest is plentiful, and there may or may not be people in my neighborhood, but I know that the harvest is plentiful, I'm going to be a lot quicker to action. And so just seeing that shift happen over and over, when we came to this time of quarantine, you know, wondering what to do or is the harvest still plentiful? It just became this huge passion of, yes, like the harvest is still plentiful in quarantine and hearing inspiring stories happening all around, I thought, I don't want to be the only one hearing these stories and being moved into action and inspired by what God is doing. I want to see this multiply. And so I thought, well, if I'm having these conversations on inspiring stories, let's record them and share them with others. (laughs) And my mentor kept challenging me, Carol Davis, that we're in a unique time and there's things that we could do now that we can't, couldn't do before and that we may not be able to do later when things settle into a new normal. And so being quick to action now, wanting to help catalyze more and more what are creative and innovative ways people are engaging the harvest that is plentiful during quarantine, that we could spur on one another in love and good deeds. And so the podcast being Live 1002, because what can really change in our lives when we really live Luke 10 verse 2 until there's no place left? And just seeing that these simple actions are just multiplying into an extraordinary impact. So wanting to capture those from all sorts of vocations of people working and then as well as locations. So we just recorded from our fifth continent (laughs) to really have a global perspective of what's happening this time of quarantine and how God is truly at work and the harvest is seemingly even more plentiful in this time right now. Amen. Um, just for the record, I dibs no place left Antarctica is the episode. I'm going to be. <laughs> you all heard me. I dibs it. Man, praise God, that's awesome. So, a question for Roger. I was curious the idea of people that are pursuing movement versus movement leader. It, it seems to be, first of all, an observation. Correct me if I'm wrong, that it's kind of primarily focused on kind of Western contexts. Um, if so, is there a reason for that? And that maybe bleeds into um, who's it for? It is really a lot for the Western context, because I guess like that's where I am right now. Like I'm laboring in North America. I'm laboring in the United States trying to multiply. And my research is always focused on that. Like I, I, I just, like I learned from people from other countries. I just haven't done much research. So if I'm going to record what I'm already doing and I just have like a deep passion, like, can we start a church planning movement here? You know, cause it's, it's just pretty hard. I've only heard of one person who's able to start like a significant movement in the West in modern day. And that's a guy in Germany. And I was like, all right, well, does it, does anyone even know that this guy exists? Like everyone should be learning from him, you know, because he, he started, he went from zero to 700 churches in 13 years. 
Um, and all that's just straight from not training believers, like leading people to Christ. And I was kind of like, I, like, these are the people we need to talk to. Maybe another aspect is I realized that sometimes the people that like people listen to more are the people who are really good with social media or really charismatic or whatever, uh, but not necessarily the most fruitful people. Not that people who are out there with social media are not fruitful, but I realize there's a lot of people who have got to multiple generations of churches and disciples who like just keep their head down and hand to the plow and like you really don't hear about them. Like just talking to a guy in Michigan, he explicitly told me a fifth generation disciples and churches has gotten started and like I never even heard about this guy just a friend connected me and I was like man we really need to elevate these voices and not if we want to see multiplication of disciples in churches we need to elevate the people who are legitimately get getting to the generations of disciples in churches and not just people who who are like really charismatic but just starting out I think there's a great a need for both like almost like a ver- uh, audio case study that's just out there that three years from now, somebody can go back and be like, Hey, this is what it looked like to get to fifth generation in the West. But then Mary, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm hearing you, you want to, I, maybe I should just ask what you want it for, but I, what I've listened to and seen is to just call any disciple to say, Hey, step into that 1002 moment. So do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of what you're hoping to see and who you're hoping to reach with that? Yeah. I see the audience in multiple layers. One being across any networks, pursuing movements and engaging the harvest. There's a lot of different ways that people are taking action. And so wanting to encourage that and spur that on that God is doing incredible things in the harvest that is plentiful globally. There's not a a place that is without exception in the word when we see God uh, just tell us about the harvest. And another layer too is the audience of Believers who may not been engaged in pursuing multiplying disciples and churches to help open their eyes through the power of stories of what God is doing, and especially in this time of quarantine. And so unlike for you, Feeney, being about a year in your podcasting, mine is about a week and a half <laughs> from this conversation of the podcast launching, but about to post our 11th episode just because of fruitfulness of what God is doing in the harvest and, and so many people being willing to share and actually being encouraged among one another already that there is a great work happening, even if for I myself didn't even know that much globally in these different places of what God is doing specific in this time. And so a little bit of that, like let's take action, let's be inspired, let's do the simple things that we can right now because it's actually having a tremendous impact. So I try to close out each episode, which is a simple question, you know, who can you engage this week or, you know, what is your one through nine of who you're pouring into and who they're pouring into or, you know, just little pieces for those who aren't already up and going to take the steps to, to really see it happen. All right, Peter, question for you. On the Road to No Place Left podcast. Uh, what have you seen now that you've done podcasting? I got two thoughts. What have you seen actually be like maybe the fruitfulness of it from your perspective? And then two, what do you think in regards to like the movement world would be helpful to continue to communicate for you like going forward? Because yours is a lot more like general. It has a lot more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I just did the first season to go, hey, let's just get a handle on some no place left tools, really more four fields as a framework tools. And then I finished that and I kind of even had a season of like, should I do more? And then felt led to um, was jumping into bivocational people and then 
Jeff Sundell wanted some help interviewing movement leaders, which that's just been hysterical. I'm like the front row. I'm like a kid in a candy shop, front row seat um, at a concert with my favorite bands and I get to go on stage kind of thing. But yeah, to answer your question, I would say what I really see, and this is why I'm excited. I know Chuck Wood has said we multiply everything. I'm excited about what you guys are doing is the the value of using a medium that a ton of people are using now. Uh, if we were all just writing books, I don't think it'd have as much of an effect, um, especially if I'm thinking about Mary's podcast. Here's a book of stories from six months ago, um, just <laughs> using the medium to get the word out. But then the, the dual side of a podcast, and this is where I've seen just in a year, is like the stuff just stays there. So I, when I had about three months or so that I wasn't recording anything new, I mean, people were still downloading and listening and not, not by the thousands or even hundreds sometimes, but it's just like, man, that we want to have those out there. That's where I think even the stories, but the longevity, Roger, that you're recording, I think those are going to be great. And even the the stories that you're recording, Mary, are still going to have value even post-quarantine, but I love that you're you're getting after it. You're going to catch up to my episode total in the next like week. I got to get on it, start publishing more. What's an area that you'd want to focus on next that you think would be like really profitable for people mm -hmm. to hear about? I'm kind of actually asking myself that same question. I just kind of think in terms of like buckets of content ideas. So like I said, went through Four Fields Tools, Bivocational Leaders. Uh, Jeff's just connecting us with people to what does a movement leader look like? It's current season three. Other ideas, the two that were kind of in my head basically what's what does this look like for pre-existing churches like how do we really equip uh, an existing church to engage in their community at the point where they could be the, the launch of a movement um, so just focusing on um, pastors and even existing ministries that are trying to take adopt that movement mindset the other one would be basically how do we all play that role in reaching unreached people groups um, we want to share the stories of our own backyard but and see, of course, the work happened there, but we also don't want to forget the, I mean, I just saw 31 frontier people groups from Joshua Project is almost a billion people, like have less than point, like less than 0.01% Christian. So what can we do? So I'd love to kind of hold that up as another idea, just praying about what, what, what would be the best way to continue to push that forward. Speaking of pushing that forward, Mary, I have a question for you. Is your podcast going to be only inspiring stories like from quarantine life, coronavirus, or are you going to keep it up? Just keep the stories rolling. Yeah. And after you you don't have to stay at home. <laughs> or is it just like you had free time right now, so you're like, I might as well podcast. You know, <laughs> later on, I'm going to be busy. Can't podcast anymore. So great question. Season one is the quarantine harvest. And so I anticipate seasons after that. Um, exactly what those seasons will be, I'm not too sure yet, uh, just as the Lord leads. There's a couple of ideas, though, such as how do how does the business and the movement world uh, meet and catalyze one another uh, in different, different areas. But really, this podcast actually came at an incredibly busy time in when what I was working on. And for many people have found actually quite busier in this time of quarantine, especially in the realm of ministry, but was finishing a 40-day fast in a different way. And it was actually that night of 40 days, and I hadn't even realized that 40 days hit. I was just fasting until the Lord brought breakthrough in different ways. And on that night of the 40 days, that was when these ideas started catalyzing of Live 1002 the impact and changes it makes when we live 1002 and then capturing these stories from around the world and across the U S 
that people would be inspired and catalyzed into action, that it's not too late. And so it actually works out that the Los Angeles quarantine has been extended a few months, <laughs> gives a little more time on this side, but really that's just been why I've been trying to crank out the episodes and people have been super kind and flexible to hop on quickly to share so that while people are actually in quarantine, they can be inspired and learn different ideas and what God's doing that they can be a part of. While, while, even while they're under lockdown, can see a full harvest of multiplying disciples and churches. So Roger and Feeney, as you guys were kicking up the podcast time, was there a significance to your launch in the timing of it? Hmm. The significance was I, I committed to do it. And I like to do th- finish things I commit to. Um, and I, I finally got around. I mean, it, it really took me six months to, to actually get to the point where I'd interview people, figure out what mm-hmm. that, how to podcast. And that's great. So I actually was at a previous ministry. Um, that's just been about three years ago when I had a little bit of a, Hey, is there room for maybe a no place left podcast or love? Uh, we all probably most listeners would know of the movements podcast by Steve Addison, but is there any room to kind of just continue to do just a little bit differences? That's what we're all talking about. Nuances of how to just spread movement. And then this um, course came up a podcast course from a, basically a business guy that I follow. Um, not, not a believer. And I wanted to take it then, but it didn't work with that ministry schedule. And then it came up a second time as I was transitioning from out of like in between ministries. And then it was finally the third time, which was just like a year ago, February. I was like at that point that I was like, okay, I'm just going to take this course. And the first course, the first week was like, oh, there's no way this is happening that I'm actually going to make a podcast. And then basically the timing there was I kind of just started interviewing and I kind of have similar to Roger, like you want to do something. But for me, it's like, hey, I'm going to try to do a weekly episode. And then it becomes this like, I have to get a weekly episode out like at that day, which has its pluses and minuses. I think there's benefits to people expecting it. And then there's also the like, but it doesn't really matter if you miss a day or you're three days early. That's kind of what ended up happening for me. How are you all measuring just your impact of the podcast? Or in other words, what makes this podcasting time worthwhile for you all? That was a good, I had to really weigh that after the first season because um, there is an element to that. It definitely takes time. I've tried to really um, put as easy a handles as possible and given somebody something to do, I just put a, the number there that I throw out is not my own personal cell number. It's a Google voice number for the record, but I just wanted to give people, especially most listeners are in the US, about 80% for me that like, Hey, if they have a question or a comment, like, let's just try to get to that. So that's had a little bit of fruit. Um, but then I just continue to hear people listening or being challenged and, and helpful. So I think that's a question, honestly, with anything we need to evaluate. What I love about you guys is that you're practitioners at the same time. And I think we need to weigh those of what's, where's the value of the, the time and helping others, inspiring others, um, versus, um, just the in-person. I mean, to date, I've had I've connected with like one person in my state because of my podcast. So there's not a lot of like on the ground value happening from it. Uh, but I also see the need, as some, we've all shared in different ways, to lift up the movement, to um, catalyze the movement from kind of the media side. So that's a balance I think we got to work on. But what are each of your thoughts there? I haven't really thought about it, honestly. Uh, I figured like the fruitfulness of it if somebody brings it up with me, that'd be cool. I'm going to do this because it's helpful for me to think through these things. And that is good enough. 
but I really do hope that it helps uh, with other people. And I think I say that because actually I don't just interview people. I make podcast episodes explaining the biblical principles behind movements, mm-hmm. like what interviewees talk about. And I think those are helpful for me to think of how to communicate these things in a simple way that's not like overwhelming, but also is like biblically true. Cause I really am passionate about people knowing like this movement stuff isn't some guru taught me, but, or taught us besides Jesus. I mean, so like, let's just elevate the biblical principles. And I think I just saw at one point, like some people who are like doing great work, but maybe they just didn't know the biblical underpinnings of it. And I was like, man, that's actually like, was one of the first things that I was taught was like the biblical basis. for That's why I did it was like, Oh, I want to follow the Bible. You explain the Bible to me. So I think like those things, and even like the blog associated with it, making posts in regards to that, it was like, okay, it helps me to figure out how to even articulate this. If I can figure out how to articulate it, it'll make me a better like trainer and, and discipler and whatnot. Mary, how would you answer your own question? <laughs> yeah, that uh, the double side of asking a question, being ready to answer uh-huh. it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, well, I know I've been super grateful and influenced by both of your podcasts. And so I definitely have a dose of gratitude for the work that you all are putting into it. For me, in wanting to measure either influence or impact and the time worthwhile of podcasting, kind of like what you were saying, Roger, it's been such a blessing and a benefit of getting to learn from so many people in this process. And people would often joke that I always have questions that I can ask. (laughs) And so now I just get to ask a simple question and the majority of the podcast is getting to hear and learn from others. And so I like it that way too, just get to, to probe and, open up the box of just the treasures that and the gold nuggets that God is speaking through other people. I think for me, what I hope to impact, at least from this week and a half old podcast, is it really in changing people's worldview and their mindsets that the harvest is plentiful. And in season one, that there is a huge purpose that we can tap into and strategically engage in this time of quarantine And even if it impacts just one more person, the way it has impacted me, and it just multiplies a little bit through that, I would say it would be definitely worthwhile. And like you were saying, Feeney, it is exciting that even when we go a few years past this whole pandemic thing, that we can look back and listen and remind that there was a huge harvest Mm -hmm. in this time of quarantine. And God worked in incredible, incredible ways that his kingdom work wasn't on lockdown. Amen. That's good. A, a super good blessing of a podcast is if um, probably literally any, any one of my guests, maybe there's some people that would humor me, but if I was like, Hey, can we just uh, get on a zoom call and talk for an hour? They'd be like, who are you? What are you talking about? But if you're like, Hey, I have a podcast. Do you want to do an interview? Then you get the equivalent of the same things. How can somebody actually just tune in and start listening to to your podcast. You can search the Mission of God podcast on at least Apple Podcasts or you can just go to the to the mission of god podcast.com and contact me through there or just listen to it through the website. You can go to Apple, Spotify, Google, type in the words live 1002 movements and you can find the podcast or you can also find it through the website www.live1002.com slash podcast. And that O is the letter O, not a zero, just for clarification. It's a good clarification. And for me, uh, a couple ways, searching in podcast apps on the road. Generally, you need to add no place left or the hashtag NPL there. 
if you just do on the road, there's a chance you find like some maybe an exercise podcast or a traveling podcast. I'm and sure they're great too, but they're good. Probably not about movements. And then the other one, um, uh, linked through my blog on the road.feeny.com, P H E A N E Y.com. We'll save the conversation about my nickname for another day. Thank you for listening. Resources to both Feeny and Rogers podcasts can be found at www.live1002.com slash movements. Join us as we live Luke 10 verse 2 until there is no place left. If you've enjoyed this podcast, feel free to rate it, leave a comment, subscribe, and share the friend. What is one thing you can do this week to share your story of how God has worked in your life with others? Mm-hmm.